everybody. Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast. Patriotic American citizen, Pac-Man for short. I'm Ted Flint. We begin with the state legislature's 2000, all right, actually it's 2021-2022 budget. And I'm not going to bore you with a lot of numbers. I'm sure you've heard about this already, most of you, many of you, hopefully you have. And I think that's the problem. Not enough people pay attention to what their state government is doing, and they're robbing us blind, folks. This is unsustainable. It's unbelievable. I was listening to a local talk show, and one of the callers told the host, he said, that's it. You know, last one out, turn out the lights. I'm out of here. This guy has a business. He's run this business since 1982. He said, that's it. I'm I'm picking up stakes and getting out of here. This is unbelievable. $217 billion is what the uh, total number is. And, you know, the governor proposed, I think, $208 billion or $200 billion. The legislature naturally added on to it, as they do every year. But this would blow up outlays. And I'll try to keep this brief and simple, but the, the, it hits taxpayers with another $4.3 billion in new levies. If you earn a million dollars or more, your top rate will jump to 9.65%. If you earn over $25 million, to 10.9%, which means their top rate rises by about a quarter. So you say, well, you know, they're making $25 million a year. They should pay more. Why not? Hit them with it. The Wall Street brokers and the people making all that money, they should pay more from each according to his ability to each according to his needs, as Marx put it. But that's what it is. It's Marxism. You have the government coming in and just redistributing massive amounts of wealth. New York City, their top rate's almost 4%. The top earners get hit with the highest total income tax burden in the nation. You combine state and city taxes if you're in New York City, highest in the nation. What do, It's like, what are these people tr- thinking of? Now, I, I listened to some of the debate. I had to work uh, late. I don't even know what day it is. Wednesday night, I think it was, in a Thursday. We ended right before midnight. The prior night, it was 2 a.m., They're up negotiating this stuff in the dead of night because they don't want people to know about it. The darkness hates the light. And when you look at the numbers, it's just, it's unsustainable what's going on here. Why would people want to stay in New York State? If you make over a million a year, why would you want to stay here? You know, there was a, uh, he was a billionaire many years ago, probably still is, Tom Golisano. He owned paychecks or he owned, uh, uh, I forget what what company, but he, you know, making me- millions, tens of millions a year. I think he was a billionaire. He and Rush Limbaugh, the late Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, they they left New York when I forget who was governor. They came in with all these high taxes and they just split. That's what's going to happen. The people who make the money are going to leave. Why stay here? Especially in New York City, you have soaring crime. You have homelessness. Now you get sky-high taxes. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people are fleeing New York City. They have over the past year. We've lost a million here in New York State over the last decade. They're biting the hand. The government is biting the hands that feed them, basically. New York State is very dependent on the people these tax hikes are driving away. I mean, you know, you hear from the, these communist liberals, oh, we need the, the, the rich have to fa- pay their fair share. Look, the top 5% of earners pay 60% of state income taxes. I mean, how much more do you want them to pay? This is, I'm looking at a piece now from the uh, New York Post. And this is not, it's not just about the lack of fiscal responsibility. I could spend all 15 minutes on this, and I I promise you I'll try not to. This is about punishing the rich for being rich. 
It's, it's class warfare, classic Marxism. That's all this is. Why is the state taxing these high earners? They got a $50 billion bailout from the federal government. Again, I'm, I'm going to read now from the New York Post. The state will have $22 billion more in resources available over the next two years. This according to the Citizens Budget Commission and its president, Andrew Ryan. The, those funds from the, from the feds were sufficient to reverse the cuts in, you know, various cuts in the state programs, which never stay cut. They always get replenished. This is just crazy. Where's the money going? Oh, you know, I listened to the debate. I had to turn it off. I turned down the sound on our office TV. It's like, oh, we're helping schools. They're getting a massive, uh, what's, they don't say taxes. They say a, an investment. We're investing in our schools. No, they're investing in the teachers' unions. That's who's getting the money. Billions more on school aid, which, again, benefits teachers and teachers' unions. Medicaid. One-third of the state budget is spent on helping so-called, uh, the quote-unquote, poor people. Well, poor people, I'm not against helping people who can't or are unable to help themselves. There's multi-billion dollars in fraud every year in Medicaid. Illegal immigrants, $2.1 billion for out-of-work illegal immigrants. Those, those immigrants who, uh, I, I shouldn't call them immigrants, are aliens. They're illegal aliens. They got knocked out of work when, when COVID hit. Well, they didn't get any federal stimulus money, so now they're going to get $15,000 of your money. All these other special interests, former uh, jailbirds, all these people, that have thousands that were incarcerated are now getting huge amounts of money, courtesy of you, the taxpayer. Oh, they'll say, well, the money's coming from the rich. No, it's coming from everybody. <sighs> Boy, I, you know, I, 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 couldn't, I just can't spend too much time on it because I'll lose my mind here. And they, you know, the the media, you know, they just they cover for these people. The, the Times Union, local newspaper, Albany Times Union, t talking about how great this budget is, how great a job the uh, the governor and legislative leaders did. They're all Democrats, not one conservative among them. They hammer out this budget, do it all at all hours of the day and night, and and nobody knows about it. I want to talk about Donald Trump becoming. Speaker of the House. Now, I've heard this rumor over the past several weeks. I haven't given it much thought. I mean, we're, you know, a couple of years out still, but I read something in WorldNet Daily. This is going to be unbelievable if it were to happen. Talk about voter turnout. People are going to turn out in record numbers. Can you imagine Trump leading the House of Representatives? Now, they would have to take back the House, Republicans, in the, uh, in the year 2022. That's a possibility. They picked up 12 seats this past election cycle. But, I, you know, the, the thought of Trump leading the House, of course, that would be a springboard for him to be the uh, top of the ticket in 2024 for president. And I'd love if that were to happen. I'm not sure it's going to. He'll be 78 by then. And uh, But anyway, I think knocking Nancy Pelosi out of, out of the speakership would be great. She's 80. She's got one way or the other. She's got to go. Oh, before we get to the, but I, I wanted to mention this, too. Before we get to Trump and him possibly running for the uh, Speaker of the House, you know, Joe Biden wants to raise, as, as much as taxes have gone up in New York State and will continue to go up, the president does not want to let states cut their taxes. Now, we're just breaking free of this COVID pandemic. The president is looking to crush growth, and he's funding all these radical left projects. Abortion on demand, this communist New Deal, Green New Deal, multi-trillion dollar Green New Deal, uh, the Palestinian Authority, he gave $250 billion, or he's committed that much, to the Palestinian Authority. It's a terrorist organization. They support terrorism. They sponsor terrorism. But now the president, Biden, 
is banning your state, not New York state, obviously, from cutting taxes, state taxes. It's unconstitutional. I was reading the uh, American Center for Law and Justice, Jay Sekulow. If you ever want to catch up on what's really going on behind the scenes, check out his site, aclj.org. Schumer and Pelosi, they snuck in a provision in this uh, so-called COVID relief package. Very little of it had anything to do with COVID. But this little nugget in there blocks states from cutting taxes over the next four years. And the president signed it into law. So the communist left can raise your state taxes, the left in Washington. We know that we know the, the communists in, in New York City and New York State raise taxes. But now in the, at the federal government, how can the federal government be allowed to raise state taxes? I'm glad these guys are fighting this battle at the ACLJ. So this is uh, more of what's going on. They, they filed a, a, an amicus brief to, to battle this. But I mean, this is Schumer and Pelosi. These, these people are, are no good. They are no damn good. All right, back to Trump possibly running for the Speaker of the House. He could be the next Speaker. The odds are increasing, according to uh, Peter Heck at DISRN.com. The odds are increasing. Trump could be the next Speaker. So this uh, Peter Heck at DISRN, uh, he said that if the GOP takes over control of the uh, House in 2022, they could, Republicans, according to House rules, they could select someone from outside to serve in the position. I'm not sure that's happened. Anyway, uh, that way there, Trump wouldn't have to run for a seat, whether it was a seat in Florida or obviously better if he were to run in Florida than from New York State, obviously. But anyway, so he could be uh, put in as speaker in 2022. I mean, this is all just conjecture and and uh, what could happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. What about Trump? Is he amenable to that idea? I, I read here in this piece from World Net Daily that he is – focused right now on electing friendly Republicans in the 2022 election. He's looking to find, basically, Trumpers for seats in 2022. And if it helps the GOP to regain the majority, there is growing support for installing the former president as House Speaker. And under House rules, that's possible. I mean, this is this would be great. He's a disruptor. And he's got long-term goals. And he's got a long-term vision, not like Biden, because I don't know how much... I don't know how long-term Biden could, could look ahead anyway. But Steve Bannon, of course, a former uh, employee in the, in the early in the Trump White House, told a group of Boston Republicans at a Lincoln Day breakfast that he absolutely believes in his bones that Trump will be the nominee for president in 2024. I think it's a possibility. And if it's not Trump, obviously it needs to be somebody who, I don't know, thinks like Trump. I mean, it's not going to be, nobody's going to be as good as Trump. Nobody's going to be as... a disruptive as Trump was in 2016. I, I like Matt Gates, but he's having his issues. We know what they are. And uh, I mean, the left is coming hard after after Gates. He may be too bloody to, to be around in 2024. But another, I think this DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, he'd be great in the top spot or as a running mate to Trump. I think what he's doing, he's fighting the federal government and all these federal mandates. And he's saying, look, there's <laughs> if there's a federal mask mandate, it's not going to happen in Florida. Federal gun bans, not going to happen in Florida. We need some nullification. We need to relook re at some of those nullification laws. I mean, we fought those battles in the 1820s and, and even later, but it, I, I think we're headed to some kind of a split here. Hopefully, it's not a violent split, but there's, a, there's, there's civil unrest. Some of these red states are not going to be dictated to by Washington. I think you're going to see something come to a head here. I hope not. I hope we have a peaceful 
a peaceful resolution to all these conflicts. But I mean, we just can't agree on anything. There are just so many ideological differences. How to govern, what, what the role of government is. How do we govern ourselves? I mean, these things, are, we just can't agree on them, it's especially in a state like New York, all these high taxes and all these, these uh, left-wing policies going into effect. I mean, nobody upstate wants any of that. We have no choice because we're one state, unfortunately. We need to be two states or at least two states. Some people in Long Island are saying, well, why not three states? Let Long Island be its own state. You have, North, you have West Virginia and, uh, and, and Virginia. You have North Dakota, South Dakota. North, North Carolina, South Carolina, why not upstate New York and downstate New York? I mean, there are bills in the assembly that are, you know, they never get out of committee, but they're there. They've been there for decades to make New York State two states. That way there we wouldn't have to go along with all this, this communism that the people in New York City are, are pushing. And they get their way, too. And there's nothing we can do about it. That's, when, that's another thing. Conservatives, I was thinking about this the other day, conservatives c- complain a lot and they get on talk radio, they, they do talk shows, they call talk shows, and they, they get all this off their chest and nothing ch- changes. Liberals, they get on boards. And that's really what you have to do. Get on your local uh, town board, village board, school board, uh, whatever, planning board, and make the changes or prevent the changes from being made. Find some people, some like-minded people, and control your local school board. That's where all this stuff happens. If you want to have, a, have an impact, and that's what I'm going to do when I retire from the state. I'm going to get on my local boards, and I'm, I'm going to stop a lot of this stuff. I don't want to do it. Most conservatives don't want any part of government. We despise it because we know what goes on. But the liberals, they don't complain. They just work behind the scenes. They get on their local boards, and they, they control everything. They control budgets. And they control these idiotic policies that are enacted at the local level in many cases. Before we go, I want to mention one thing here. And this regards um, Major League Baseball. As you know, most of you, the, uh, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game will not be played in Atlanta. They, they moved the game to Denver. And the liberals are saying, this is great. This is, uh, this is wonderful. We're making a statement here. All right, let's, let's talk about what's going to happen here. In the city of Atlanta, there are 50% of the the, the population in Atlanta is black. In Denver, 10% of the population is black. So the MLB thought that they were making a statement that Georgia wasn't diverse enough because of the governor's policies. The governor made some changes to the voting laws and uh, voter integrity laws in, in Georgia. They didn't go far enough, but to the left, they went too far. So Stacey Abrams the refrigerator with a head in Atlanta, and she's the uh, rep in Georgia, one of the reps. She uh, is was very heavily influential in getting the, the All-Star game moved to Colorado. So you have a city of Atlanta, 50% black population. The MLB takes the All-Star game to Denver with 10% black population. It's less diverse. And in the process, the state of Georgia will lose $100 million in revenue, just to make a statement brilliant. So Major League Baseball had extended and expanded its contract with a Chinese telecommunications giant right before boycotting the state of Georgia over the the league's disagreement with the election reforms. Chinese state media reported April 1st, no fooling, that MLB will continue to be aired on the streaming platform operated by a Chinese tech giant, Tencent, which has significant ties to the Chinese 
Communist Party. Did you hear this on CNN? I'm reading from WorldNet Daily now. Tencent is one of those uh, Chinese companies that had temporarily dropped NBA games as a form of censorship after the uh, Houston former Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey spoke out in support of the pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. Well, the Chinese Communist Party didn't like that. They put the squeeze on the NBA, and the NBA made changes. So what's going to happen? The NBA, by the way, the ratings uh, with all this Black Lives Matter crap, they stopped that, by the way, in the NBA. Having the jerseys, the players with the jerseys, well, all these social... Uh, so, social justice messages on the backs of these jerseys. They, they, they stopped it. They, they had to. The ratings are in the tank. In baseball, same thing's going to happen to the Major League Baseball. You know, my, a friend of mine who is an avid Boston Red Sox fan, I'm a Yankees fan, we have <laughs> some good conversations. He said he's done with baseball. He's done with the Red Sox. Because, and why? Because there was a BLM banner. There is a BLM banner flying outside of Fenway Park. Fenway, of all places. He said, that's it. That's all we have time for. If you're thinking of, uh, I can't believe 15 minutes went by that quickly. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, now's the time to do it. And Buzzsprout is the best way to do it. It's the easiest way and the best way to launch a, a podcast platform. Not only that, Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great-looking podcast website. Audio players, you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and a lot more. So why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world? You know who's using doing a podcast? Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn uh, Nets is doing a podcast. These basketball players have podcasts. Everybody's doing them. So why not you? All you do is follow the link in the show notes, this show's notes, and get started right now. And if you sign up for a paid plan, they will give you, Buzzsprout, a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, just follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows that I, the Pac-Man, patriotic American citizen, sent you. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to launch a podcast. And if you want to listen to this podcast, Pac-Man, and some of the other great programs we have for you, go to the BMG Network, the bmgnetwork.com. You'll hear this show. You'll hear Set Apart with Kristen Coons. You'll hear the Ken and Mike show, the Ken Burns show, and Mike'd Up with Mike Hansen. All that and much more. The bmgnetwork.com. If you want to contact me directly, go to Pacman at the bmgnetwork.com. Pacman all over case. That's going to wrap things up. Thank you very much, folks, for listening. Have a great day. It's a beautiful day here as we record this show. Hopefully it's nice where you are, too. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.